This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me Just when I was dragging tail, just when I was thinking I wasn't going to have the energy to pull off a live show tonight, I hear that intro music from ACDC. And, you know, I wasn't even like the biggest ACDC fan back in the day. You know, y'all know I'm always into a little bit more of a smooth groove. You know, I came up listening to, you know, R&B and soul, Shaka Khan. You know, Mary J. Blige, but something about that song just gets me going. So thank you here, Cameron, at uh, KCBQ AM 1170, who suggested that song. Appreciate it. And thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, for sitting in tonight with me. (coughs) (laughs) That's actually not DJ Carrot Sticks, but, you know, that might have been him. That actually could be you. Did you record that last week when you had pneumonia? No, straight off of YouTube. Oh, Why did, why couldn't you make it like real, baby, and actually record yourself when you had the pneumonia last week? Well, other people use these microphones. Mm. That's true. That's true. Don't you'll want to start to, an epidemic. You'll be glad to know now that it's gone. I can tell people that I was suffering the pink eye over the weekend. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, who knew you could still get, get the pink eye? I thought that was only for kids. I guess you continue. It's like chicken box pox. Once you get it, like stays in your system, it stays dormant until something happens and it you know, brings it out. So I've been going around like one left eye covered like a pirate. You did just wear your like Chanel glasses or something? <laughs> I do wear my fashion frames. I don't have Chanel. I'm too cheap to wear Chanel. And I'm too, you know, and I'm not like a big labels girl. Anyway, welcome to the Andrea <laughs> K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Super excited to share this time with you. Um, uh, Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. All y'all, all my peeps are already out there on Facebook. Thank you so much for staying engaged there because you really are the reason why I even started to do a show. The reason why I keep doing it is I love engaging with you all out there. And it has been, I was telling Doc Porbin and Sandra Stevens and I were, were on a thread together and I was telling Sandra, it's like, I feel like I've been walking on a minefield, you know, because I do love to share my perspective and share my opinion to me. I'm just sharing my opinions. I'm, it's never personal for me towards anybody. If it ever comes across that way, I feel terrible because that's not my intention. Um, I advocate for ideas. And y'all know, those of you who've been listening to me for a long time know that I don't advocate for party or Paul. In fact, I would love to have you know, a key person in the Republican Party come back on my show. He's kind of blackballed me. He used to be on my show all the time, but I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. I kind of criticize everybody because I don't really ever have an emotional attachment to a particular politician. My attachments are to ideas. And so um, that's one of the reasons why I haven't endorsed anybody yet, because as an equal opportunity criticizer, I kind of see flaws with all the candidates because aren't we all flawed? We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. So I was talking last week about the fallacy of purity. There is no such thing. 
and and I've been hoping that we could all unify against the idea of Hillary Clinton getting the presidency, because as bad as anybody thinks of any one particular candidate we might have on the Republican side, to me, we cannot let a woman who has violated the Espionage Act in a way that Snowden and others have not. We cannot let a woman who who has been involved in the greatest charity fraud that's ever been perpetrated on the globe to the tunes of hundreds of billions of dollars. In fact, an article came out yesterday about Saudi Arabia and the day she announced her candidacy and money that flowed into the Clinton Foundation. This is a woman who literally watched four Americans be killed. On her watch, she ignored emails have come out as a part of the email scandal. We now know she lied like she did everything else. She said she had nothing, no involvement whatsoever with security, didn't know anything about any security request over there. She absolutely knew Stevens wanted to pull out. She knew all of it. She watched those four people to die in real time. They all did. And what was their response? Their response was not only to launch a cover-up, but their response was specifically to scapegoat the First Amendment. Their response, the Obama administration, for weeks, including Hillary Clinton, was very orchestrated, carefully planned out, and it specifically involved scapegoating the First Amendment and blaming speech, blaming free speech, blaming hate speech. Hate speech legislation, criminalizing speech, denying, having the, a government tell us what words we're allowed to speak and which ones we're not and which ones we will be criminalized and, and prosecuted for. Man, that's what the left has been going after for years. They've got hate crimes legislation already. That somebody who somebody who is of a particular color who gets murdered, and that's worse of a crime than if a white person gets murdered. We've already got that. Woman can they say they love women? Women can be murdered all day long by somebody, but you know you better you know you're you're, you're that that's okay. That's not a hate crime, but it's a hate crime for you know somebody of a particular color. They already have that. Now they have been pushing for years to get at our First Amendment. That's one reason why y'all know that I have a few things that I'm incredibly, I'm for all ideas, but one that I am particularly passionate about is, is that we must maintain our free speech liberties. Oh, but Andrea, you can't shout fire in a crowded theater. I know, and you know what? I kind of am really sorry that that came to be because that is the, that is what they're hanging their hat on to get the slippery slope towards criminalizing whatever they don't want to hear. And unfortunately, with what's happened with the, these Trump rallies and the conservatives that, it, that have gotten behind blaming Trump and blaming discourse, no matter how well-intentioned, and I absolutely believe it is, it's a real slippery slope we're on. Because, man, what did they do after San Bernardino? Immediately, Loretta Lynch came out with the, with the DOJ and said she wanted to go after people who said anything hate speech-wise about Muslims. What did he say three weeks after Benghazi at the United Nations? The future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet. They want to criminalize speech. Conservatives, I beg of you, please do not feed the left's goal to attack our speech by blaming a Republican for the actions of a mob. 
because that's what they want. That's why I said when gay marriage came about, I said I, I had, you know, Heather Cronk from Get Equal on. I said the concern that I have with the left about gay marriage is the word marriage. There's a real reason why you guys want that word, because it's a stepping stone to get it free speech. You Once you get that, then you can have priests and pastors and Christians put in jail for saying that homosexuality is a sin. That's what they want. So when I hear conservatives coming out, no matter well-meaning, and you know what? And, and I got to bust Trump, too, because Trump is the one who said that Pamela Geller was to blame in part for what happened in Garland, Texas. And I said at the time, no, she's not. And as much as I've blamed President Obama for in fanning the flames of racial division in this country, I'm going to get to to you know personal responsibility in a second. But I, well, I guess I'll get into it right now. The other thing that I am incredibly passionate about without getting too particularly personal on my show, one of the other things I'm passionate about that's kind of tied to free speech is personal responsibility. Because I've had to tell people in the past, don't you dare try to blame me for your actions or, the, or any bad behavior against me that I consider abusive because I said something that, quote, pushed your buttons. Isn't that what abusive men try to pull over on women? Oh, I'm sorry I hit you, but I didn't like what you said to me. You pushed my buttons. At no point, we all get angry. Whatever relationship we have, whether it's, you know, with siblings or whether it's a coworker or whatever, we're going to get angry at times in our life. There's going to be people who are going to really say something or do something that's going to make us angry. But at no point is anybody who ever makes me angry responsible for how I behave when I'm angry. So I don't understand why we have conservatives going down the road, including Trump, who blamed Pamela Geller for the actions of these terrorists in in Garfield, Texas. Why any conservative or Republican is attempting to put the blame on somebody's words, uh, the blame of a violent act on somebody's words. And we already know MoveOn.org, Bernie Sanders, you know, uh, supporters. We all know it was a well orchestrated event. This the is there incitement going on out there with the Trump campaign? Well, I guess you could consider him saying that, you know, a protester should go away in a stretcher, you know, is, you know, insightful kind of rhetoric, but not any more so than all of the anti-Trump rhetoric that I have been talking about for six months. I can't even stand to be on Twitter anymore. It has gotten so almost irrational with it so how is it okay for that to be going on all day long where trump and his supporters are called racists and bigots and all the images of you know joel osteen for example comes out and supports trump and immediately there's all these images on twitter oh here's joel osteen's church on a sunday morning and it's clan pictures and all these pictures of of hitler youth and everything going on you know that's not incitement how many people were at that were at that rally because they've been inundated with all these images for months going on and images from Republicans and from conservatives. And what does it accomplish? In fact, all it does is not only are we feeding the narrative to the left that we absolutely should be criminalizing speech, we're feeding them the narrative that Republicans are racist and bigots. We're not helping any particular candidate. That's not helping Cruz. Cruz and Kasich and Rubio who came out against Trump. You know, what? remember National Review Online did this whole big thing about, oh, Trump's not a true conservative. He's not according to conservative standards. Well, what do I think is a true conservative 
and conservatism. It's free speech and it's individual responsibility. It's not 30,000 people at a rally because of some old dude punches somebody cold cocks him in the face which is absolutely horrifying to see in a video that's somehow that's somehow trump's responsibility come on what are we doing to ourselves we should all be uniting around conservative principles first amendment we should be rallying against an individual responsibility and we should be rallying against hillary clinton you know when i was a kid i remember asking my parents why I, I I thought I and to this day I don't really know the story very well, but I can remember being confused that Patty Hearst ended up going to jail because I thought as a kid that she was like held hostage by this group of people that they'd kidnapped her and held her hostage. So I can remember asking my parents, well, wasn't she the victim here? And I can remember my parents explaining to me that yes, she was originally kidnapped, but she was an adult. And so she made a choice to behave badly and to go into a bank or whatever it was she, with the Sibonese Liberation, I don't even know, SLA or whoever these people were, and, you know, shoot up a bank or whatever it was they did. And so she deserved to be held accountable and be responsible. At that point, her actions were, were on her. And I can clearly remember a light bulb moment as a kid of personal responsibility and individual responsibility for my actions and that nobody else is ever to blame for anything that I did. And that's a core principle for me. I am free speech. We cannot, as conservatives, start going down the road to where we're accepting just because we think like the liberals used to, that we're going to have a seat at the table and we're going to get to deny somebody else's speech and we're going to have that power because it's us. I told David Weissman, who I love so much, I stand with Israel, but I said, you know what? Be careful. Because one of the things that they would love to do, you want to go down the road of criminalizing speech, you will be in prison for what you say about radical Islam. We got to be very careful as conservatives to not get caught up in a movement just because we don't like a particular candidate. And the other thing is individual responsibility. You know, we're now we're now backtracking to where, you know, we're 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 blaming the wrong people for actions. We're not holding people individually responsible. That's a real key tenet of liberalism. And we can't go there. We're going to take a break. We come back. There's been a whole lot of talk about whether or not Donald Trump, conservatives asking for him to be charged with inciting a riot. We're going to talk to a legal and uh, political analyst, Jan Ronas, when we come back. We're going to talk to him about it. I don't know anything about these legal implications, but Jan does. So don't change the dial, folks. We're going to talk to Jan Ronas when we get back from the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? Levita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at levitarx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen 
Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. I was talking about two before the break. Two really key hot button issues for me personally and politically in my life, and that is free speech. The ability to, to I hold so dear, it's probably the most cherished freedom that I have as a, as a person, as a human being, as an American citizen, and that's free speech. And the second is that everybody, you and you alone are personally responsible for your life in every action. No matter what happens to you, no matter what somebody does to you, you and you alone are responsible for your behavior and your actions. These are two things that I absolutely live by. And I think it's in the, and I think these are not just principles, but obviously with the First Amendment, that's a constitutional protection we have. Individual responsibility is more of a principle that we have as a nation. But I also think it's supported legally. I'm not sure if my next guest actually believes with me on all my points politically, but it's Jan Ronas. Welcome to the show, Jan. Well, thank you. Um, so many people are blaming Donald Trump for the big riot that happened in Chicago in spite of the fact that MoveOn.org and all these different groups all took bragged about it, took credit for it. You know, it's kind of like Al-Qaeda coming out and taking credit for a terrorist attack afterwards. Oh, they were so happy, Jan, that they denied somebody their constitutional protections. They denied all the people who went there peacefully to see Donald Trump. They denied them the right to assemble. So people's constitutional protections and constitutional liberties were denied by people who want to call Trump. I mean, the irony might be lost on these people, Jan, that he's being accused of being a Hitler um, Hitler was the guy who whipped everybody up into a frenzy, but here all these people seem to me like they were the brown shirts that had been whipped up into a frenzy and going and trampling all over people's liberties. Well, that, that's maybe a good comparison. Look, I'm a real big believer in the political process, and I don't think that um, people ought to be, be, be able to riot and misbehave in the streets to, uh, to somehow uh, knock a particular candidate off the pedestal. I mean, I think he has a right to express whatever he wants, um, you know, in an effort to get elected. And and I hate to see his campaign disrupted because of the behavior of a few in his campaigns. I mean, listen, I'm a real big proponent of the political process. I mean, quite frankly, uh, in part of that process, it ends in elections so that whoever the people of this country choose ought to be decided by an election. It shouldn't be cited by riots and shouting and, and vitriol at campaign rallies. Right. And, you know, and I'm also all for peaceful protest. I think if 20,000 people, as many people wanted to show up outside and stand there with signs that they didn't like Trump, they should have been free to do that, too, as well as the people being allowed to show up and be inside and hear him speak. So, you know, I think that, you know, that's the way that it should be all as all a part of the political process. Um, right, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. I mean, yeah, I all think candidates from different points of view ought to be able to express their opinion mm-hmm. and not have to be uh, not have to be hounded off the the podium because of the 
you know, behavior of, of a minority amount of the people that attend these rallies. Right. And it, some of this was media created in terms of whip, whipping up a frenzy. You know, they're talking about how Donald Trump incited a riot. Well, how many of these people were there? Um, yes, MoveOn.org organized it. But how many people were motivated to be there? Because for about three days going into that rally, the left was beating the drum of Trump being the inciter of violence, in part because a story started breaking about uh, a Breitbart reporter. And that was a key thing going into Friday, in my opinion, that kind of contributed to the situation in Chicago. Um, I don't right from a legal point of view. He certainly hasn't, uh, you know, conducted himself in in a manner that could give rise to criminal behavior. I don't think there's any question, but some of his comments have been incendiary in nature, and you know they have likely provoked people to act out. You know, in ways that uh, we haven't really witnessed in the American process, at least since the 60s. But I, I think it's fair to say that his his comments have, in, you know, in many respects, been somewhat incendiary and, you know, quite oh. frankly, more vitriolic and bombastic than the other, you know, candidates. When it comes to the sensitive issues of, you know, uh, immigration, um, illegal immigration accepting, you know, Muslims into this country and trying to prohibit their entry into the country, things of that nature. So, I mean, he's certainly gone above <laughs> what has been, you know, the normal kind of speech you hear from candidates over the years. Well, and that may be true. And and I actually kind of think that him saying at a rally, you know, um, you know, that guy should be out of here on a stretcher. I mean, that kind of stuff is just boorish to me. Um, yeah, do, do, does that, but I don't... Very, it's certainly not presidential. Well, <laughs> it certainly isn't presidential. How, yeah, well, however, I think one of it, part of his appeal to the American people, like with the, with the Muslim thing, him suggesting a temporary ban on bringing Muslims in here until we get our act together, kind of... T- you know, kind of made sense to a lot of people. They didn't view that as incendiary. It came on the heels of San Bernardino to where a woman had come in here with a fake address and hadn't been properly vetted after she had been schooled in a madrasa and had been making comments in support of ISIS. So a lot of the Americans are saying, you know what, you're right. We like the fact that this guy is speaking our language and he's not speaking the politispeak. Um, I don't I, I don't know if um, in terms of the, the article came out um that in North Carolina that they did review, the sheriff's office has issued a statement down there. This is where the old man cold cocked um, a protester in the face. He is going to be charged, evidently. Well, he ought to be charged. It, yes, he but Trump is not because they said, and I, and I want to read this quote and see if you agree with him, at least in terms of North Carolina law. And I didn't realize that inciting um, violence charges are different state by state, but they should be because we're a republic. But he well, said, they're really, I mean, they're so guided by the, you know, the First Amendment of the Constitution, the freedom of expression. So really, states cannot set limits that the federal government um, exceeds the federal government's limits with with respect to free speech. So it is governed by the Constitution, not state to state. Well, then that's interesting. Let me ask you this then, because, see, the slippery slope is where you can't yell. The whole reason why there is a law like in North Carolina that has to do with inciting a riot is because it's all, you know, it's the slippery slope. It starts with you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. We do have restrictions and limitations on free speech, Jan. That's right. right. And so now we have this law in North Carolina that says any person who willfully incites or urges another to engage in a riot so that as a result of such inciting or urging a riot occurs or a clear and present danger of a riot is created is guilty of a class one misdemeanor i'm assuming that's what happened and that was, was a similar uh statute in um, missouri because the parents right. of michael brown were charged so we do have 
more and more limitations coming against our speech in America. And I was really concerned this week because I saw Republicans and conservatives basically advocating that he be charged and blaming him for it, which, you know, is complete uh, contradiction to our, our constitutional protections, number one, and, you know, not putting responsibility where it, it belongs. Right. I would agree. And not, you read the North Carolina statute in, excuse me, either North or South Carolina statute. And I, that would likely pass constitutional muster. And I don't think I saw anything with respect to the, the righteous behavior of a few at these rallies that would, you know, constitute or, or uh, give rise to the invocation of that kind of law. I mean, you know, freedom of expression goes a long way. And I didn't see anything that even came close uh, to conduct that the courts would restrict or, or, or criminalize. Where are we? Well, then where are we at as a nation? What risk do we really have when we have after San Bernardino, we have the, the uh, a U.S. attorney general come out and say that she's going to be looking for ways to criminalize the speech of Americans who say anything that, that she considers hate speech against Muslims? Well, I, you know, I, I like the U.S., the, the president U.S. attorney, but I certainly wouldn't. I don't think we need any new laws to criminalize uh, speech. The few that we have are used, um, you know, in prosecution purposes sparingly, and I don't think we need any new laws in that regard. Well, you're right, we don't need any. I guess guess my question is, are we facing any? Have you heard of anything, you know, legislation about to come down? Because that kind of shocked everybody, and everybody was like, well, there's no laws on the books right now to support what she's saying. So is this going to be some executive order coming our way from President Obama? Absolutely, he would never engage in that kind of behavior. I mean, he certainly wouldn't have, he wouldn't be even near having the right to do so. I mean, look at everybody's governed by the First Amendment. No president can can intervene with that right. Um, but I, I, you know, I think any any legislator or congressman or senator in this country that would introduce a bill trying to impinge on the right to freedom of expression would do so at his or her peril. And so I can't imagine anybody having. Mm-hmm. I should. I hate to use the word courage because it would be stupidity, but have yeah. the audacity to do something of that nature. Mm, well, you heard it here by Jan Ronis on the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Jan, thanks so much for, for being here. And I, I think I, that I, we I, can kind of say as a blanket that Trump's not really going to be facing any insight. Trump has not incited I, the riot. You heard it here from Jan Ronis, right? And one last thing. We have to remember in the 60s, Nelson Rockefeller, when he was vice president, flipped off the crowd. <laughs> So we've we have precedent for this kind of behavior in this country. Well, yeah. In fact, it's funny you should mention that because I also saw a quote about Reagan that uh, back in in um, 1970, I guess, when President Nixon sent U.S. troops into Cambodia to clean out the Viet Cong. I'm reading this. This was from an article written by Pat Buchanan and WND. He says that uh, to clean out the Viet Cong sanctuaries and students rioted, Ronald Reagan called them, quote, cowardly fascist and declared if there's going to be a bloodbath, let it begin here. To me, that's far stronger than anything that Trump has said on the campaign trail. So I, I, I think I think you're right. All right. Hey, Jan, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate right, it. My pleasure. Sure. Bye. OK. Um, interesting. So, you know, to me, you, you listen to that Reagan quote and it seems pretty, pretty mild. You know what Trump has been saying on the campaign trail. So, you know, I think we, I think everybody needs to kind of calm down about it. I tell you who has been in, in, inciting, though, you know, if we want to talk about inciting a riot. Um, Black Lives Matter come out. This woman, Patrice Cullors, she has announced um, that they are looking for any opportunity they have to shut down a Republican convention. And they will. Basically, this Black Lives Matter crowd, this is what it's about. 
And so that's one reason why I said on Facebook, I said, you know, if if Trump's going to be considered inciting a riot, now we know that he's not facing any legal charges. It's ridiculous. But if we're going to talk about fanning flames, you know, I think that uh, people need to stop, you know, constantly feeding the hands of the left by accusing Trump and their haters of being, you know, KKK people. I see that all day long, by the way, all day long, because this is the kind of stuff it feeds the left. Now we've got these this this organization and this woman uh, basically threatening uh, to shut down the Republican convention. She says here, um, she's asked, what action do you want to see from the candidates? And what is your movement calling for? And basically she's trying to hold, you know, a gun to the head of the candidates. We want, you know, them to, we want to, we're calling on the movement le- leaders to sit and have a meeting with us and have a conversation since the murder of Mike Brown. And of course she was not corrected on that statement. So this is what's happening out there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do we're going to pick it back up on the campaign trail, but we're actually going to go to the left and see what's happening over there with Hillary and Bernie. Don't change that dial, folks. It's the Andrea K show. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique you- menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation, a fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. <laughs> what a great show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, for playing that song to me. It's already got me laughing. But we got to be serious right now because these are very serious times. We are going into March 15th tomorrow, which is a huge day in the primaries. And not just for the Republican, because we don't know, is Rubio going to pull out a win in Florida? 
We don't know if Kasich, I mean, Kasich and the GOP, we're going to talk about that a little bit coming up. They're doing everything they can, the GOPE establishment, to just block unity and force force him on us through a brokered convention. So we got all that going on and we've kind of forgotten about the left. You know who is surging on the left going into tomorrow? It's not Hillary babies. It's Bernie. Everybody on the left is feeling the burn. Okay. And so I, I kinda had to I had to kind of see why is he why is he continuing to surge? See, last summer it was supposed to be the summer of burn. He was supposed to be gone by now. The sunburn was supposed to fade. But it hasn't faded. So here to explain it all to me is none other than the man, Bernie Sanders himself. Hey, Bernie. Hi, thank you uh, once again for the lovely introduction, Andrea. I'm a big (laughs) fan. Thank you for having me back a second time. It's always nice to have a second opinion. (laughs) Well, Bernie, I'm glad that you were willing to come back because you and I are not exactly in agreement over what's important and what, you know, to the American people out there. You know, I kind of I kind of like my money and I kind of, you know, don't like, you know, the idea of a socialist like yourself, Bernie, picking my pockets. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have new ways to raise taxes that are very innovative. And there's something that you cannot escape no matter what. Even if you're thinking of that great song, write to me and escape the pina colada song. <laughs> I wrote that back in 79. I didn't write it, but I, I heard it the first time. It was great. Now, getting back to my uh, tax plan. And let me tell you, I just want to state for the record, I was so excited when we won in Michigan and we beat Hillary Clinton. And uh, let me tell you, they played the bitches back on a loudspeaker. It was phenomenal. And uh, it was uh, just an amazing moment. I I nearly shed a tear on my American-made lapel. It was beautiful. But um, this is what I'd like to propose, not only to your listeners, and this is something that Hillary cannot trump me on, if I can use that pun. (laughs) First and foremost... I am now going to, when I am the next president of the United States, I am going to sign an executive order. It is called a fecal tax. (laughs) I will instruct the EPA to place computer chips on all toilets within the United States, including ones that are the porta potties, the Don's Johns. We'll figure out who's pooping and who's doing what. Trust me on this one. Thank you. I needed that sound effect. Because if I did it myself, it wouldn't sound half as good. Believe me, you and me. Yes. Now, yes. what's going to happen is every time you flush, you are going to be taxed. There's going to be a fee. It's going to be charged to an account. So money will be wired out of your particular a banking account, your checking account, your IRAs, your Roths, whatever it is. And it'll go uh, directly to pay off the national debt. However, what are we at, 20 trillion? Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a whole lot of flushing going on. Mm. But I digress. More importantly, if you happen to be constipated, we believe that warrants an audit from the IRS. Because the matter is, you are trying to prevent yourselves from paying taxes. You're being a tax cheat by deliberately eating too many carbs and being constipated. So this is a big problem, and this is one way we can pay down the national debt by imposing a fecal tax. And I even have a hashtag. So if people can check out the color of their fecal matter, black poop matters. Very important. Based on the fact that if your poop is black, you need to be seeing a doctor. Trust me. <laughs> well, Bernie, but, you know, getting yes. back to the other thing that could impede your tax you know, revenue basis, are you going to right. issue an executive order banning all carbs that can bind, such as white rice? 
That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. I can do white rice, but I cannot do black rice because if I do black rice, I'm a racist. Yeah. So it is important that we ban white rice in case that people that are offended by the very fact that rice happens to be also white. Okay. So not all rice matters. Mm-hmm. But in this case, white rice needs to be banned. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's going to stuff your kishkis. It's going to make you full of a lot of different things, which I cannot say on the air. Mm-hmm. And this could be a problem. And if mm-hmm. you're constipated, we're going to lose revenue. Yes, so well, th- we can't have a, that. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Now, mm-hmm. there, there's one more thing I'd also like to discuss. Yes. And this is very important. We, we've already gone over one of my uh, brilliant economic plans, mm-hmm. uh, the, the computer chips on the toilets. Yes. I, I mentioned the, the great victory in Michigan. Black poop matters. Yes. But this is important to note because there was this uh, middle aged woman. She was breastfeeding her little baby and she wrote on her, her breast. This is that uh, boobs for Bernie. I was very touched. It was a very hands-on message. And I I wanted to just kiss her and even her little, you know, milk jugs. They were beautiful. And I was so touched that she had that spray painted on her breasts. Mm -hmm. And it was lovely. And the hashtag boobs for Bernie is going crazy. Oh, you've gone viral. Are you trending? Is the boobs for Bernie trending? That's what we want to know. boobs for Bernie is trending. In fact, there was even an an orthodox Jew who's a breast lover Mm -hmm. who also, uh, believe it or not, was supporting me. And he also wrote boobs for Bernie on on his uh, shaitel. So uh, this is a very good, uh, this is very good that I'm I'm getting all kinds of broad appeal, not mm-hmm. just from women, mm-hmm. but also from breast lovers mm-hmm. and people who also ha- to happen to love breasts. So th- this is a very good sign. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we are definitely giving Hillary a lot of heartburn, if you know what I mean. Yes, we do know what you mean, Bernie. I also heard of another hashtag involving you, Bernie, talking of white appeal, that there was actually Please. a singles for Bernie website that had been created yeah. to spread the love. It, it, it's, it's a, a it's an it, it's a love redistribution scheme, if you will, yes, in the in is. the dating world from Bernie. And I'll tell you why. It, 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 I'm so glad you brought this up. First of all, there are a lot of Republicans who are believe it or not, they're lying. They're telling potential mates that they're Bernie Sanders supporters, and this way the women are giving up their nookie. <laughs> so it's it's fascinating to know that because if if someone says I happen to like Ted Cruz, I happen to support Donald Trump, uh, they are not going to get any. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. But if you say that I happen to like Bernie, I'm feeling the burn and I'm feeling the burn in my pants. I guarantee <laughs> it. You're going to get uh, you're going to get some action, as they say. Hey, it's free. Is it, and it's free action, right? Because Bernie's all about the free. free. All right. Well, well, that's exactly it. So if people are able to give up a little bit for something, it's it's not a bad deal at all. And and it's a win-win for the men and the women, especially the men. Oh, it's just beautiful. Talk about a socialist utopia, Bernie. It takes me back to 1972. Yes. Okay, Bernie. Anything you want to share with us, Bernie, before we have to say goodnight? Well, t- tomorrow is, is one of the biggest nights, as you know, March mm-hmm. 15th. Mm-hmm. It's not just March Madness, but it's going to be crazy in the political world. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I don't know if I can make any predictions yet, but I think it's going to be a very big night for Bernie Sanders and mm-hmm. uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, I'm not out of it yet. 
there's a long way to go, and I've got a short time to get there. Mm-hmm. If I can use uh, some great words from Smoking yeah. the Bandit. I well, love that movie. Yes. Well, you're never going to get there, Bernie, because here's the reality of your little socialist movement, your little socialist system. Okay. They've already decided that you didn't earn those delegates. Whatever you think is your property ain't yours. They're going to take it, all the dele- delegates and then again and give them to Hill. Okay. But the, there but I said that, it. That's not right. I, I shouldn't have to lose my delegates. <laughs> I earned those delegates for crying out loud. It's like when I played Monopoly when I was a young kid, I remember I landed on Park Place and Boardwalk with hotels. I got cleaned out. It was terrible. <laughs> I get very emotional. I get very verklempt thinking about it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't want to make you cry, Bernie. We'll have to say goodnight then. <laughs> All right. Well, I do appreciate it. I think I'm going to go down some maple syrup and have a chaser. All right. Well, I will you... talk with you soon. All right, And uh, we will see what happens tomorrow night. And good luck to all, all of right. us. All right. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks for being here. Wow. Yep. Well, of course, that was not Bernie Sanders. That was my dear friend, Phil Hirsch, who's also an amazing Benjamin Netanyahu impersonator. Go to Shock and Oi. Friend him on Facebook. He's an absolute genius. I had to bring some levity to the to tonight's show because it's just been so dark, so nasty, just so, you know, back and forth and just mean spirited. So I hope you all enjoyed having Bernie on the show as much as I did because I really needed the laugh. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break. Not a long one. We come back. We are going to get back into some serious business. There's some stuff happening in Syria with Putin, stuff happening with Angela Merkel. Uh, so we're going to get back into it on the other side of the breaks. Thanks for hanging in here with me. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer oh Bernie Sanders we could have had it all if only I had met Bernie many years ago back when I was dating he and I could have really had something we could have shared something thank you Phil Hirsch <clears throat> funniest guy that I've you know know out here in California and Phil at night Phil's an actor brilliant does a lot of voiceover work and he and i actually played husband and wife in a disney um um, industrial it was excuse me a video to help them promote a disney vacation club so he and i got to know each other one day because these video shoots take a long time it's like you sit around for like nine hours for them to get like five minutes of video so anyway that's how phil and i became buds and he's just i treasure him so much um Getting back to some seriousness, though, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what's happening um, 
around the world because there has been a movement here for a really long time that was really a key part of Obama's transformation plan for us when he took office, and that was to turn us into Europe. We know, if anybody's paying attention, that we cannot allow ourselves to become Europe. We can see over there the path that we need to avoid, including bringing the Syrian refugees here or any of the refugees that have come here. How many times and in years now have I been talking about the book While Europe Slept, how they allowed God to, to be non-existent in their society. You don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. They had an open borders mentality, elitist, bring in anybody, bring in, you know, en masse from Muslims from Muslim countries all around the world, shove them in outlying areas. They don't have to look, look at them, hand them entitlement after entitlement after entitlement, and they've taken over society. Then we've got this refugee crisis, and then we've got mass rape. You, you know all that's happened. Well, here's some good news. Like here, well, let me just read you what's happening. There's been some, uh, like here, there's been um, some elections going on over there. Merkel's uh, Christian Democratic Union has lost two of three states in regional elections and scored a historic low in its stronghold areas where it came in second place after the Greens. The populist alternative for Germany movement, which um, had sparked outrage initially by suggesting that police may you know people talk about trump's rhetoric this is the organization that said that police should shoot the migrants uh to stop them from entering into the into the country there you know these are not these are primarily militant aged men these are not you know all these you know children like the left likes to make it seem these elections are the biggest uh, since germany registered a, a record influx of the refugees and are regarded as a referendum on Merkel's decision to open the country's doors to the people fleeing the war. So the people over there are saying, we don't want your refugees here. We don't want our country to be taken over. Just what we're saying here. So Merkel, even though she's getting her butt kicked over there and the people are speaking up and saying, we don't want that here. She's doubling down on it. She's saying, we are going to continue to go forth with our immigration plan. Here's what's interesting. She says the AFD had no political program and no capacity to resolve problems. We must make it clear this party hurts our country. Who does this sound like? This sounds like the people here criticizing anybody like Trump and Cruz now says that he's against bringing the refugees here, although in 2014 he was for it. Um, but anybody who doesn't want to bring them here, doesn't that sound familiar? Let me repeat that. No, AFD has no political program and no capacity to resolve problems. We must make it clear this party hurts our country. She describes the AFD as a party that does not bring cohesion in society and offers no appropriate solution to problems, but only stokes prejudices and divisions. That's almost word for word. That is so what Paul Ryan said about we about bringing the refugees here and and <clears throat> that we need to we need to unite. So Kasich is saying the same kind of crap right now about Muslims and about illegals being here. We're going to get into him in a little bit. She then uh shrugged she shrugged them off as this other party this uh a popularist movement as a temporary diversion, saying that once her government's policies show results in reducing migrant numbers, quote, I'm convinced that from here, the support uh, that AFD is enjoying right now will drop off. That is so the Republican Party establishment. I wish I could say that this mirrors the language of the left, but it mirrors the language of the Republican Party. There is a video that I put on uh, my website, thanks to Elisa Brent, which shows there's a Showtime TV series out there called uh, The Circus, and it chronicles elections. 
And there was a video, thanks to Elisa Brent, that I put on my website uh, tonight that just really made my blood boil. It was as as much a spit in the face of the Republican voters as Angela Merkel is spitting in the face of, of the Germans who don't want any more of her immigration crap. These are the puppet masters. These, <clears throat> these are people like Ed Rogers, who was the White House advisor for Bush. These are people like uh, Ed... Goas, who was a part of the McCain campaign and now runs an anti-Trump super PAC and a pollster. These are really a guy named Ron Kaufman. Who was a big in the Bush administration. These guys are all sitting around a table. Lamenting the fact one of these guys says, what's what's Trump got going for him besides votes? Well, isn't that the most important thing to have when you're running for office is votes? Whether you like Trump or don't, there's lots of reasons. And I said this before, there's lots of reasons to be concerned about Trump. Number one, I'm not going to not vote for him. <clears throat> somebody said to me the other day, well, look how d- divisive he is with these rallies. We can't vote for somebody who's divisive. And that read to me as though we can't vote for somebody that that the left doesn't like. No, I'm not going to. There's lots of reasons why I might not want to vote for Trump. But to kowtow down to bullies who want who want to silence a candidate ain't a reason. So there's lots of reasons to be concerned about Trump. But to hear them say that, that um, and I don't know if you can cue up the second clip, Todd, that I have starting it at 50 after. I want you guys to hear this. Like everyone's kind of buying into this he's inevitable and that he can't be stopped. I believe he can be stopped. What are you doing or plan to do to stop him? He's working, he's working with Kay. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? We're working on Well, that wasn't actually the clip I was thinking of. I didn't give him in, in the right order. But this was the guy that the clip that I wanted to, to play, which I can just describe to you, is Ed Rogers. And he's talking about, I mean, he's so verklempt. He's talking about the problem with Trump is that this guy, he doesn't get it. We're the Republican Party. We are hierarchical. I can't say the word. We're a high, we are a hierarchy. We fall in line. We get in lockstep. This guy, and I quote, he interrupted that cycle. So they're lamenting the fact that voters are voting for him. And why? Because he's just not somebody they can control. They're not sitting there talking about um, economic policy, that they're concerned about him because of of his positions, you know, in terms of um, economics. But they do talk a little bit about policy. There's another clip in there where he goes on to say, um, one of the guys, I think it's Ed Rogers, goes on to say, this is a guy who's talking about building a wall. He wants to build a wall. That, does, that doesn't reflect the Republican Party. That sent a chill down my spine because in addition to, to these guys cackling and gleefully talking about how they plan this pollster, this, this, this guy, Ed Goas, G-O-E-A-S, who was part of the McCain campaign. Remember him back in 08? Mr. Loser Rhino, who refused to take the fight to Obama. This guy has big money behind him and his super PAC to stop Trump. And to stop Trump, to push Kasich, is all about subverting the will of the people. When I listen to these puppet masters lament somebody who wants to uphold the Constitution... By building a wall and stopping illegal immigration, saying that that's not the Republican Party, then I don't know my Republican Party. Then they're not my party. When I hear this guy talking about how he he's he's working with Kasich, who has not won. We've had 20 states now. He hasn't won one. 
everybody's talking about what well, Trump can't can't get past 40 percent. 60 percent of voters don't want Trump. Not what 100 percent don't want Kasich. Guy hasn't won one campaign, but that's who the Republican Party wants to shove on us. And what is what is he about? See, in 2012, in 2012, the Republican Party, after they picked Romney for us and he fell flat on his face and couldn't do a dang thing because he's about as far left as you can get. They decided, well, they couldn't admit the real reason for the loss. So they had to blame it on the fact that we couldn't win the Hispanic vote. Well, I can tell you that I don't think that that's any coincidence why now Kasich, their guy Kasich is running around saying crap like in his first hundred days, he's going to get amnesty done. Here's a couple of quotes about him. He says, I couldn't imagine enforcing our current immigration laws. That's not the kind of values we believe in. So the people who are concerned about me, the constitutionalist of the party, who are concerned about the Constitution, have a Republican Party that don't believe that our U.S. Constitution should be the law of the land, apparently, because nor do they give a crap about representing us. Because they've decided that they are going to block unity. They are going to try to force a broker convention on us. And they are going to try to force Kasich on us. And that's why when Kasich says, look, there's a pathway for me to get there. He knows there is because he knows what the Republican Party is intending to do. They're intending to force him on us. And if they do that, I will not vote. I will not vote Republican again. Now, one guy in the video says, look, if we tear up this, you know, if we go down this road, you know, and we break the Republican Party in half, we won't be able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But you listen to the cackles of some of these dudes on there and they don't care. All they care about is keeping their power base, keeping their club together, like Ernie White has said on my show. What's a couple of other crazy quotes? This guy, Kasich, he says, I ought to be running in a Democrat primary. Yeah, Kasich, you should be. And that's who the Republican Party wants to force on us. There's no mention of Cruz in that video. They're not worried about Cruz. And that's a concern for me. I don't know if it's because they're not worried about Cruz because they don't consider him relevant. Or if, you know, or if they're not worried about him because, you know, he's an establishment. Uh, but they don't, they're, or, or their plan is to force Kasich on us. If they can get it to a brokered convention, then Cruz does become irrelevant. And I think that's that's why he's not mentioned in there. And that's why I was upset at Cruz for siding with Kasich, siding with Rubio, siding with the establishment and blaming Trump. I think he missed an incredible opportunity. Right now in Florida, he's got Jeb Bush's people knocking on doors for him. He's trying to walk a line trying to be the outsider from within while still trying to kiss up to the establishment in hopes that when it gets to the broker convention, he's going to come out on the other side to the good. And I don't think he is. They don't want him. They don't want him any more than they want Trump. But Trump's really the one they fear because he's the one that they can't control. He's the one that wants to do things like seal the border. He's the one who wants to do what the American people want. And if Cruz, if that's really what Cruz is at, and one of the things that concerns me about Cruz is, and I think that he's trying to walk the line, is because he doesn't mention, he mentions overturning his his, five, his day one five-point plan, doesn't mention sealing the border, it doesn't mention anything about illegal immigration, talks about overturning the executive orders, but the average American person doesn't even remember what those are. So I think, I think Cruz is trying to walk too much of a line. He's trying to walk the mushy middle a little too much. And I don't think that's going to work. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. We're going to see what happens. So come right back here at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. I'll say it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. 
I am in the anybody but Hillary camp. That's who we got to unite against. As well as apparently against the GOP establishment. Thanks for being with us, guys. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Stay tight with me on Facebook and have a great night, everybody. Love you all. Here come bad news talking this and that. The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K.